daily was present, you know? So God created you to be present in your life. He doesn't want to be away from you. It's not enough for us to just have his gifts. So God walked with us from the beginning. He was present. He was there with us. He was God Emmanuel, God with us from the very beginning. And we had access to his presence all the time, you know. But then sin happened. You know, when they ate from the forbidden trees, sin happened. And what does sin do when we commit sin? What does that do from, to us in God's presence? What does that do? Does anybody know? It separates us. So at that time, when Adam and Eve sinned, they, were, they had to be separated from God's presence. So what did God do? He put them outside the garden. But do you know that we, still, we are still being separated today? Even though Jesus died for us and he gave us access to God, when we sin, we still feel separated from his presence. At least until we ask for forgiveness again. It doesn't mean that if you sin, you're going to lose salvation. But I have never sinned and felt full of God's spirit right in the middle of sinning. It's like, imagine, you're sinning, you know, you're doing something completely wrong, you know, you're cheating your taxes, and you're like, hallelujah, ooh, you know, it's like, it just doesn't happen, you know? I've never felt that way. Or you're lying to your wife, and then you're saying, oh, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord, the sight and Bible verse, it just doesn't happen. What is, I don't know how about you, but when I sin, I feel a really deep emptiness. I feel as if God's presence left me. I know he didn't leave me, I know he's with me. But it feels like I feel so wrong, so ashamed that I don't feel good enough anymore. And then I have to be reminded, oh, wait a minute, Jesus died for me. He's already gave me access. All this mess that's going on in my, in my head that's saying I'm not good enough doesn't come from me. So I immediately, I say, Father, I don't know what I was doing. Forgive me. And immediately, boom, I feel access again. Because we have access through him through Jesus. But let me tell you a little bit more about what sin does in separation. When Adam and Eve sin, if you go all through the Old Testament, how do we get access back to God? We had to cleanse ourselves, okay? And we did that through our priests, through, our, through the high priests specifically. We, they had to cleanse themselves so they could enter God's presence. So they, they had to keep pure, you know? And then they had to sacrifice a perfect lamb to give them access to God's presence. And the ultimate God presence, you know, uh, the ultimate access was only done by one man, the high priest. And that access came in the closest intimacy just once a year. Because the high priest only entered the Holy of Holies once a year. He was the only person that went in. He went in with, a, with clothes that was full of bells, kind of like these little Christmas bells. You see, they were all hanging on his clothes, and he had a, a rope tied on his ankle. Because if he wasn't clean, if he wasn't pure, the, God, the presence of God is so strong that he would die, and they was like, oh, I can't hear the high priest moving in there. So they had to pull him from the rope when he died. You know? So can you imagine such a presence? But we only had pres uh, access once a year in that intimacy. You know, only direct access, closeness, intimacy, only once a year and just through one man. But remember, God created us from the beginning for what? To be with us. Because his name also says God Emmanuel, which means he created us to be in his presence. So what does God do? He sends us his son. 
And he's sending on his, his son, I want to read to you Isaiah 7, 14. It says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. This was written 740 B.C. or so. So that means over 2,750 years ago. So God was telling us almost 3,000 years ago, there will be a son that I'm sending, my son. He's going to come from a virgin. A virgin woman is going to be pregnant. And you will call him God with us. He's coming to save you. And then that is mentioned again in Matthew 123. The virgin will be pregnant. She will have a son. And they will give him the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So I tell you this morning, Jesus is the sign. Sometimes we pray, God, give me a sign. Lord, if you're real, give me a sign. Lord, if you're, you know, do this, do that, do this. Always asking for a sign. Jesus says, I am the sign. He already came. He's here. And he's here through his presence. And then we, a few things that we know about Jesus. If you, I won't, I'm just going to mention this lightly because I don't have a lot of time. But Jesus is the pure high priest. Jesus is the perfect lamb. Jesus is the sacrifice. So he's not only the one, the high priest that leads us to God. He's also the perfect lamb that is sacrificed for God. Are you making the connection that Jesus is more than just one thing? He is the sacrifice. Then Jesus says, well, which way should we go? Just, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So he is the way. He says, I am the resurrection and life. So how, do we, how, do, how, how are we getting resurrection? How are we going to live in heaven? Jesus. How are we going to have life and life to abundance? Jesus. Then Jesus says, I am the light. How am I going to know how to get to the door? How do I know how to have access? How, how do I know my way to get there? He already said he's the way, but he also says, I am the light. I will shine in darkness. I will illuminate the path. My word is a lamp unto your feet, light into your path. And Jesus is the word. So you've seen all the connections. He's everything. Then he says, I am the door. So, okay, so which way do I go in? Jesus, I am the door. It's okay, so how do I live? How am I going to have strength to make it through this? Jesus says, I am the bread of life. When the, in the Old Testament, they had manna that came from heaven, that fed them, that, that strengthened them. Jesus says, I am the bread. I am the true vine. He says, without me... If you're not connected to the vine, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. And he says, I am the true vine. And then he also says, I am the true shepherd. The true shepherd, he gives life for the sheep. So he's willing to die for us. He's willing to give your life for you. Now, pastor is another word for shepherd. And I'm sure Pastor Phil loves you guys very much. But I don't know if he'd die for you. <laughs> you know? But Jesus did that. You know, maybe he, he would die for you. I don't know. But I don't know if I'd die for you. <laughs> for my family, you know, you, yeah, okay, you die for somebody. But imagine somebody who just joined the church today. Are we willing to die for them? You don't know anything about them. Jesus is. He's done that. And you don't need to die, Pastor, because he's already done it. <laughs> but let me tell you this. He is the one who lays down his life. And he is the perfect gift. Because the gift, the perfect gift, is the gift of presence. So, let's the kids this morning. Imagine that I gave them the gifts my kids wanted this week. 
Drops, Santa drops the gifts off, then he leaves. But Santa is not the present. He just delivers the presents. How many of you, let's show of hands here, how many of you care about Santa Claus besides December 24th, 25th? You know, you don't even mention him the rest of the year, right? Just December comes around, then you start. And, then, and the other thing, you don't care if Santa's there. It doesn't matter if he's there, he just, as long as he drops the gift, right? But with Jesus, it's different. He's not just the deliverer. Jesus is the deliverer, but he's also the present himself. He's the deliverer, but he's the present. Look what it says in John 16, 7. But I tell you the truth. It is better for you that I go away. When I go away, I will send you the helper. I will send you the helper to you. If I do not go away, then the helper will not come. So bear with me just for a second. Jesus is 100% man. He's 100% God. So if he's 100% man, how could he, being 100% man, be with us forever? Jesus today would be nearly 3,000 years old. Do you think his heavenly body, I mean not his heavenly body, sorry, his earthly body would support being 3,000 years old? Would be, Jesus be very attractive if he came to you? I am the way. <laughs> like, you know, no. And the other thing is being 100% man, he cannot go inside of you to help you. He cannot be omnipresent, om, you know, be everywhere at the same time being in the embodiment of a man. He couldn't be in Brazil and be physically in England at the same time. But through his spirit, he does that. He's here now. He's with my family in Brazil. He's with your family in Iran, in Iraq, in Zambia, whatever it is. He's everywhere because he can do that through his presence. So imagine the disciples saying, wait a minute, Jesus, you're here. You're the son of God. You are the way, the truth, the life, the resurrection, all those things we said. How is it better for us not to have you here? But look at what Jesus says. John 14, 15 through 17. If you love me, you will do the things I command. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. He will give you this helper to be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it doesn't, does not see him or know him. But you know him. He lives with you and he will be in you. Then in John 14, 25-26 it says... I have told you all these things while I am with you. But the Helper will teach you everything. He will cause you to remember all the things I told you. This Helper is the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. John 14, 25 to 26. So, have you ever learned about something? So, let's say you just got a gift, like a game. But when you receive that gift, it might be really nice. But if somebody doesn't teach you how to play that game, or you don't have the directions, or you don't remember how the direction work, you won't, the presence is useless. So look what Jesus is saying. I'm going to send you a helper, a counselor, 
uh, an advocate, someone to be with you, to be in you, to work in your mind, to remember all the things that my word says, all the things that I have written in the Bible, to, have, to remember all the things that you've seen me do, all the things that, not only that, this spirit will give you power and authority to do these things. And it will be with you forever. Okay? So the Holy Spirit, he reminds us of what the Bible says. He reminds us of the truth. He reminds us of Jesus, of everything he's done, everything we've been taught. So when you read the Bible, if you read the Bible without the Holy Spirit, it's very hard. It might not make much sense. If you pray without the Holy Spirit, it's, it's just repetition. If you come to church without the Holy Spirit, it's the same way. You're just coming for a meeting. So I think that a lot of us have accepted the gift but left the giver. So many times in church today, people are coming after the blessing but not the Lord of the blessing, not the God of all blessing. If you have Jesus, you have the blessing. If you have Jesus, you have the gift, but you need his presence with you all the time. Uh, I want to close with this verse. We all know this verse. This is Matthew 28, 18 to 20, which is the Great Commission. What does it say? Jesus says, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is right before Jesus it ascends to heaven, okay? So imagine, if Jesus had one last thing to tell you, it'd be something very important, right? So he says, all power, all authority has been given to me. And then he says, so go and make followers or disciples of pe all people in the world. I'm using the uh, International Children's Bible here. All power in heaven has been given to me. So go and make followers or disciples of all people in the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything that I have told you. You can be sure that I will be with you always. I will continue to be with you until the end of the world. So through the Holy Spirit, through the gift of presence, Jesus knew that it's not enough for me to save you if you're, I'm not going to be with you. It's not far enough for me to just bless you if you're going to be away from my presence. It's not enough for me to teach you my word if you're not going to remember them. It's not going enough for me to, to teach you about what I did if you don't have any power to do what is asked of you. So we need his presence. God with us. Christmas is every day for us, not just the 25th. The Holy Spirit can be with you. And I think a lot of times we have been living Christmas. We have been living our Christian life, but only with the gift, not the gifter, not the giver. So Jesus wants to be with you, empower you, remind you, and you have access to that. So this morning, when you leave here, remember, take the giver with you. Pray for access for the giver. Jesus says in the Bible that... If a father gives a gift to his son, a father who's bad, like I'm a bad person, I'm a sinner, and I know what my son wants, and I give them something they want, how much more will God give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? But I ask you this morning, have you been asking? Have you been accessing the giver? Have you been, been talking to him? Have you been asking, remind me of your word. Remind me what I need to pray. Remind me of what I need to do in this ministry. Remind me of what we need to do in this church. Remind me what I need to do in my wedding, in my marriage. How do I solve this? What do I say? We have access. And there's power in that access. And he is the gift. He is the presence. So I want us to stand up. I want us to pray.
And just remember this Christmas that Jesus is not just a baby. He came as a baby, but he grew up. But now he is in us. He's working in us. He's working through us. And he's working for us. And I will say one other thing. You, the church, you have the Holy Spirit. You have God's presence. But the world doesn't. Your neighbor who is not a Christian doesn't. Because he hasn't received the access yet. He, he doesn't know about it. He hasn't prayed that. He hasn't asked God into his life. So, you can be Christmas. You can be Emmanuel in your neighbor's life. Because where you arrive, the God's presence arrives with you. So when you go into your neighbor's house, you have to have that knowledge that God is in me. I am the Bible they're going to read. I am the word of God that they have access to. So don't just send your neighbor a card. Don't just say Merry Christmas. Impact them. Invite them. Pray for them when you have an opportunity. Uh, bless them. Say words that will bless them. Say words that will encourage them. You can tell them the Bible without citing the Bible. You can just say, do you know that God sent his son? He loved you so much, he sent his son to die for you. That's John 3.16, but you don't have to mention that. So be the Bible for your friend. Be God with us for your friends. Father, we want to pray this morning. And we want to, to ask you, Father, that you will continue to be with us. You said in your word that you will be with us every day until the last day of all ages. Jesus, you are in the beginning. You are the middle. You are the end. You are everything. You are the way. You are the truth. You're the life. You're the resurrection. You're the, you're the door. You're the great shepherd. Father, we thank you for who you are. That is why God's name is I am. Because he is everything we need. If you need healing, I am the healer. If you need uh, support, I am the bread of life. If you're lost, I am the way. If you're discouraged, the Holy Spirit is the encourager. So this morning, Father, reminds us, remind us. Holy Spirit, work in our minds, work in our hearts. And we have access to your presence. And a lot of times we, we're coming to church and we're saying, Oh, Lord, visit me. Visit me. Show yourself to me. And God is saying, I live in you. I'm in you. So, Father, help us to understand that, that we are continually in your access. And bless us, empower us through your spirit. Father, this year, 2019, as we start this year, when we read the Bible, Father, reveal yourself to us. Show us what we need to say. Speak through us. Father, show us who we need to invite, who we need to invest time in. Show us, Father. Show us uh, how to say we're sorry when we make a mistake. We open our hearts and our lives and our minds to you. And we ask that you do everything that you've been dreaming of in this church, in Bradford, in this city, in our families, in our ministries. Father, we bless this church. We bless everything that is done in your name here. We love this church. We know that we are here to serve you. 
And we are so grateful for, for this place. We're so grateful for everything that you've done, that you're doing, that, and that what you're going to do. And we understand, Father, that all these things are possible through your, through your presence and through your presence only. We can do all things in you who give us strength. So this Christmas, we are reminded of that, that the best gift, the greatest gift, the perfect gift is the gift of presence. That's why you sent your son. That's why you died for us. That's why you resurrected. And that's why you sent your Holy Spirit. So we are continuously in your presence. And heaven is the place where we have full access to you all the time. And hell is the place where there will be no more access to your presence. So Father, we pray, let us remember your presence and be involved with it. And ask you to be in everything we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.